Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. this message is after they recognize him. Anybody recognize him in the Lord right now? Say that with me. After they recognized him. I want to take us to the book of Matthew today, chapter 8, with this thought of after they recognized him. And I want to walk through this, particularly this, this chapter, uh, and reflect on uh, different places where Jesus healed. How many believes in that these stories were true, that Jesus brings healing, amen? And we serve the same God. Jesus is still powerful today, and he wants to still bring healing today. You're like, we preached on healing last week. I know, but there's still some that needs healing, amen? And I, I just felt the Lord was prompting me to look at some of the things that Jesus did and, and, and walk through these stories, particularly this chapter. And I want you to hear this first. Jesus heals the disease of that time or the time that they were there. Of that time, Jesus healed the disease. One of that was leprosy, okay? And that was a, one of the major diseases that they faced right there. Listen to this, starting in verse 1. When he had come down, talking about Jesus, from the mountain, great multitudes, followed him and behold a leper came and worshiped him saying lord if you are willing you can make me clean then jesus put out his hand and touched him saying i am willing be cleansed immediately say it with me immediately his leprosy was cleansed Uh, immediately his leprosy was cleansed this is what i want to submit to you this morning if jesus could heal leprosy then he can heal cancer now if if uh, go ahead and put that up there I, i think i've got that out there if he could heal leprosy then he can heal cancer now there is no disease or sickness that god is not able to heal someone testify with this morning that god is able to heal he's not surprised by the diseases today and by the things that we face today his power has not been weakened over the ages and his power has not been strengthened over the ages he's the same yesterday today and forever we're not we don't serve a god that's getting bigger he was already big amen and and he's not getting bigger because we worship him more no he just takes in our worship he is the god of all ages of all time and before time began he was there and he his power is real then and his power is real now now, I'm going to just take just a second. I'm going to look at a couple of maps. You're like, what are we going into maps? Just, just trust me for a moment. I, I want you to see, uh, you, you recognize this over here on the left side. That's the United States, and, and that arrow's pointing to our church. You see it? On the other side of the map is, is where Israel is at. I, I want to blow that up just a little bit more. And, and we see that, uh, if you'll go to the next slide, we blow that up a little bit more. And we see that now we look, there's a Sea of Galilee and there's Israel. And I, I'm showing this because when we read some of the stories, it, it helps us realize where Jesus was at and, and how far he, he walked. Let's look at one more map here. And this is a, a picture of the Holy End. So now it blows up a little bit more. We see Capernaum is at the top. And we're going to talk about Capernaum. And, and it's about 85 miles to Jerusalem. Anybody? I ever traveled to 85 miles before by car 
They didn't go by car, right? They, they would walk. Jesus would walk these places. The, the Sea of Galilee, Galilee that we talk about, it's up here around Capernaum, right there. Capernaum's on the edge. It's about, it's about eight miles wide and 13 miles long. And, and then we see down there Jerusalem. And then and close to Jerusalem, uh, or we see Capernaum is close to Nazareth, about 20 miles. I just wanted you to see that as a, as a picture of reference. It's usually in the back of the Bibles. You, you've seen those things. But it helps us get a picture of what Jesus did. So let's jump into uh, verse 5. He says, now when Jesus entered... Capernaum, right? It's at the top of the mouth map there, 85 miles from Jerusalem. This is where Jesus at. It's on the edge of the Sea of Galilee. And so we see in this chapter that, that Jesus crossed back and forth on the Sea of Galilee. And, and we'll, we'll talk more about that. But he's in Capernaum and a centurion came to him pleading with him. Now I want you to hear this. Jesus responds to our faith. Go ahead and say it with me. Jesus responds to our faith. So in this story, the story, the, the centurion comes to him. He says, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. How many knows he's in some agony? He's in pain. The, 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 the centurion, he's not in pain, but his servant is, and he's so heartbroken for him. He's, he's, he's agonizing for him. He can't do anything for him. Anybody been around somebody that you wish you could just help them? I mean, they, they're in so much pain. You, you, you're, you're trying to sympathize with, you don't know what they're experiencing, but you know that they're broken, they're hurt, they need a touch. I, I know there's some people that's in this room, there's some people watching, there's some people outside this, but they need a touch from God. They're hurting, they're in pain. I can't do anything for them, but I can respond. But Jesus will respond to our faith. I believe that Jesus can touch them this very hour. Verse 7 says this. Or verse, verse 7 says this. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. He's responding. He says, I see that he's in pain. And he says, I will come and I would heal him. But the sincerity answer, he said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. But only speak a word and my servant will be healed. He's already has some faith in the power of Jesus. Only speak a word. Now, why would he say this? He goes on and says, for I'm also a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another one comes, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does this. I understand what authority is. And I understand what it means to be able to tell someone, and they'll respond to that. And I recognize you, Jesus, as a man of authority. I, I recognize you, that that you are able to speak to sickness, and they'll flee. You're able to speak to darkness, and there'll be light. You're able to, to speak in a hard situation, and there'll be peace. I recognize the authority of Jesus. And that's where we've got to start right now. I recognize the authority of Jesus Christ over every sickness and over every disease. Uh, it's not by my might, it's not by my power, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord. And, and Jesus wants us to recognize that we can use His name. Uh, we don't have to be like the seven sons of Sceva that have to flee or that's going to get beat up because we know Jesus. Amen. Uh, and I know that I can call on the name of the Lord in every situation and, and I can have my faith to build up and saying, Lord, I believe that. That you can heal that you're able to touch. Jesus responds to our faith. He says, you can, you can do this. And so verse 10 says, when Jesus heard it, he marveled. He said to those who followed, assuredly, I say to you that I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. I've seen this faith. I, I see what you have here. You're believing in me. I have not seen such great faith. He responds in, in verse 11. He says, and I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You're like, why is this verse in here? 
Jesus recognizes faith, not religious spirits. Not just religion. He recognizes a relationship that someone has by surrendering in their, their life. Uh, let me say this. Uh, we cannot just have a religion. We must know God and we can. Will you read that with me? We cannot just have a religion. We must know God and we can. Make it personally. I cannot just have a religion. I must know God and I can. How many knows him in this place today? Uh, I, I know that there's going to be some that, that are in churches today that are just going out of habit. I don't come out of habit. I come out of my relationship with Jesus Christ. I, I come in intentionally. I'm putting everything else aside. I could be someplace else right now. Do you know that? I could. I could choose to be someplace else. I could choose to get another job. I, I, could, I could choose to do anything else and, and be out of the house of God. But guess what? For me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. I, I'm going to be in this place. I, I'm going to worship God because I know that this is where he's called me to be. This is how I get my faith increased so I can be a light to those that are out there. How many knows we're on? We're not in this just by ourselves. There's a, there's a lost and dying world that's out there, and they need to see us on fire for God. You're not going to get on fire for God not hanging out with other Christians. You need to be together. You need to be ignited. That's why these nights of fellowship, this is about, what should you be talking about? Talk about your friends, talk about your families, get to know one another, but also realize it's okay to share your testimony story. This is how I came to know the Lord. This is how God brought my my wife and us together. This is this is what God has done for our, man, our family. We need to know one another, testify what God is doing. Amen. And that strengthens us. That, that ignites me to share it with somebody else. We cannot just have a religion. We must know God, and we can. The end of this passage right here, verse 13, it says, Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed, say it with me, the same hour. How many believe that story is true? He saw the faith in that man. He rec- the man recognized who Jesus is. Jesus responds to our faith. I want you to hear this. Jesus can heal the pain that comes every day. There's some of you that face pain every day. Whether it's physical pain, emotional pain, psychological pain, grief, whatever that pain is, whatever you're facing, Jesus can heal that pain. How many believe that? How many, how many, how many has some pain that you need to just give to the Lord? I, I'm tired of carrying this pain and the Lord wants to set you free from that pain. And so this needs to be our prayer. Lord, increase my faith. I want to believe. I want to cast my cares upon you. I, I need this pain to go away. He's able to give you the grace to make it through. Amen. As we go into the next part of this chapter, I want you to hear that Jesus cares about every sickness. We saw that he, he healed the, the man of leprosy, and now he, we wanted to know that he can care about every sickness. As the story goes on, it's now when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laying sick with a fever. God loves mother-in-laws. All right, there's a few of you out there who said amen to that. I'm going to say it again. God mo- loves mother-in-laws. Amen. amen. All right. And so... He touched her, and the fever left her, and she arose and served them. Amen. She, she got up and made some good food after that. How many loves uh, your mother-in-law's cooking? Nobody loves her mother-in-law's cooking. Wow. 
We need to turn off the live stream for a moment. We're going to have to have a conversation here to find it. I'm grateful, though, that we had the joy of the Lord in this place this morning. But look at this picture. She was, she was sick. Jesus went and cared for her. She had a sick with fever. Everybody been sick with fever? Just lay down. I just can't handle it. I just don't want to do anything. Anybody been there? I just, Jesus even cares about that. He wants to raise you up because what God wants us to have life and life more uh, abundantly. Uh, he doesn't want to just lay in us, lay in us, laying around sick and not wanting to do anything and feeling miserable. He wants to put life within us. Uh, how many is a, a restoration of life today? So I believe that, that the Lord can touch me like this. Uh, there's some days I don't want to get out of bed, but the Lord wants to get you out of bed and let you do something for him that day. I believe the Lord wants to restore life in the church. Amen? So listen to this. Jesus can heal the pain that can come in a day. He can heal the pain that you have every day, but he can also heal the pain that shows up. Anybody ever been surprised? You woke up, didn't know what to expect today, and all of a sudden, boom. But the Lord is able to heal the sorrows, the grief, the pain, the hurt, the sickness that comes in a day. And I need to pray again, Lord, increase my faith. When I'm up against a, a struggle that I, I wasn't expecting, increase my faith in that moment. Help me not to, help me not to succumb to the, uh, my flesh and, and start grumbling and complaining and, and getting discouraged and disappointment. Did we, did we sing about disappointment that, that we're able to what? What will, or crush disappointment? How many wants to crush disappointment in this, this place? Say, Lord, increase my faith, oh Lord, in that moment. It's easy to have our faith increase when, when everything's going good and we're excited, but it's in that moment uh, where we're facing that that the Lord is able to intervene and move in and help us and give us strength. He responds to our faith. Amen? Verse 16, we go into another passage, and I want you to hear that Jesus cares for all who are sick. Say that with me. He cares for all who are sick. Verse 16 says, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word. And he healed all who were sick. That it might be fulfilled when he was spoken by the Isaiah the prophet saying, he himself took our infirmities and he bore our sickness. You, you know this, right? And by his stripes, what we are, we are healed. Every disease, every sickness, he cares about for everyone. And no, no matter how long you've been carrying a sickness, God doesn't want you to keep carrying that sickness. I'm going to keep believing that God wants to set you free from that sickness. I'm going to keep praying with you and keep believing with you. And there's a body of believers that will do the same. We believe that God is able to heal the sick. We need to see that again today. Last week we talked about it. it's important. We need to move in the anointing of God, right? We need to move in His anointing. What would happen if we moved in His anointing? There was sickness that were being that were being dispelled, and people were being healed. You think that word would be just hidden here in this church? I believe some of you would probably tell some other people about it. I believe the testimony that God is moving, that God is healing, that God is setting people free, that that God is saving would get outside this place. If people are going to get curious, what is going on? That's what happened in Jesus' days when He healed people. He says, "Hey, hey, don't go tell everybody." Because I, I don't want everybody to know who I am yet. There's a path for me, but everybody went out anyway, right? They begin, they can't hide the testimony when Jesus is moving in the house. We need to let people know what God is doing here. Amen? Hallelujah. We move down to Matthew chapter 8, verses 24 through 27. I'm not going to read that passage, but this is where Jesus is. You see the pattern. Now he's on the Sea of Galilee. This is where he calms the storm. 
This is where he says, peace, be still. Some of you still need to hear that in your life. Some of you still need to hear that in your home. Some of you need to hear that in your marriages. Some of you need to hear that in your relationship with your, your children. Some of you need to hear that in your workplace. Peace. Peace. Someone say it with me. Peace. This is what Jesus said. Peace. In the, in the midst of the storm, he said, peace, be still. The, the disciples just saw that, that he was healing people. They're in the middle of this boat, and, and now he's sleeping. And in, in that storm, Jesus stands up because they're one. What are we going to do? We're going to die. He's not going to let them die. He stands up. We're, peace, be still. As we get closer to the end of this chapter, I, I want you to hear that everyone will not like miracles. You're like, what? Go ahead, just believe. Everybody's not going to like miracles. We read in this passage that he come to the other side. Again, he's crossing back and forth on the Sea of Galilee. He comes to the, the country of the Gerserines and that he met with two men that were demon-possessed. They were coming out of the tombs exceedingly fierce so that no one would even pass by. We read this passage. Here's what happens. Jesus heals and delivers the men. How many believes that? In the middle of this, these demons come out and, and they're meeting Jesus. They're in these men, but they, they, the men approach and, and they're pleading, Oh, Jesus, we recognize you. How many sees the, the theme here this morning? We have to recognize Jesus because the demons already recognize him, right? And, and we know that at the name of Jesus, uh, every knee is going to bow, every tongue is going to confess. And, and these demons were already saying, we recognize you, son of God. We recognize you, Jesus. And, and please, uh, we don't want to, we, we don't want to be cast into the abyss. Will you do us something? Will you see those pigs that are over there? Let us enter those pigs. This is, this is a story that's taking place right here. If you don't believe me, read it. This is, you already declared you believe the Bible. The, these demons like, we don't want to be cast into the abyss, but we see these swine, we see these pigs. Just let us go into them. We'll leave these men alone. Let us go into the pigs. Well, the pigs didn't find it kosher because they got all kind of crazy and they ran off the cliff and went down and they all died. This is what the story said. Uh, uh, some of you caught that, I know. But uh, uh, the, the pigs end up dying because they went crazy. This is what this is what evil torment is like. It drives everyone crazy. There's there's people around us uh, that, that are being tormented by the evil one. Uh, and there's the answer for them. It is Jesus Christ. And that's why the Spirit of God has to be alive in us. Uh, they have to recognize when, when we come on the scene that it's not our power, but they see something in us. And, and we have authority over the evil one. We have authority over demon spirits when we are full of God and his anointing. Amen? But not everybody's going to accept these miracles. The end of this chapter, you see that verse 34 says, And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. This is where this miracle took place. And, and when they saw him, they begged him to depart from the region. Get out of here. We, we, they, instead of celebrating that uh, you set these men free, they're, they're mourning over lost pigs. They didn't see that. They missed it. Can I let you know there's people today that's going to miss it? 
They're going to miss what God is doing. Their eyes are on something else. They're missing the, the, the picture that, that God is doing. I want to restore to you. I, I, I believe in the re- on Tuesday night we were praying in Joel chapter 1 and Joel chapter 2. You remember in Joel chapter 1 that there's this, this plague of locusts that come and it begins to devour and begins to eat. And this is a prophecy against what's going to happen to Israel. But in Joel chapter 2 we see that, the, that God began to restore everything that the locusts kill. He began to restore... I I believe that right now in America, God is restoring because we've been praying, we've been seeking. He's bringing back, and we need to be ready for the, the what Peter preached on. In these last days, he's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. Uh, our young men are going to see visions. Our, our old men are going to dream beings, uh, dream, dream dreams, and, and our sons and daughters, they're going to prophesy. How many is ready and believes that's going to happen? Because we've been praying. But everybody's not going to like it. Everybody's not going to accept the miracles. Some are going to adapt to miracles that you're going to receive. Even some here today, I believe that God wants to pour out miracles. And some's going to sit back and I don't believe that really happened. It'll come back again. Lord, I'm praying when you do a miracle that it doesn't come back again. That, that someone uh, is set free, they're set free. Amen. Uh, when someone's healed, that they're healed and they can walk in that wholeness and testify. Jesus got a hold of my life and he's got a hold of my heart. And now he got a hold of my body. He's healed my body. He set me free. Now say this with me. When they recognized him. Say it one more time. When they recognized him. Moving to a, another chapter, Mark, or Matthew chapter 14. When they had crossed over, again, the, the Sea of Galilee. When they crossed over, came to the land of Gennesaret. And when, they, and when the men of that place recognized him, they sent out to all the surrounding regions. And they brought to him all who were, when they recognized him, they went out and told everyone else, you need to bring the sick. Verse 36, and they begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched it were made, what? Perfectly well. How many believes that? That that happened. So you think about the woman with the issue of blood. She's the one that reached out and touched the hem of his garment. Do you know there's others that reached out and touched his hem? And those who did, they were made completely whole. They were made well. So here's what I got to let you know this morning. They told others when they recognized him. Others came to see when they recognized him. Faith was strengthened when they recognized him. Expectation grew when they recognized him. Anticipation increased when they recognized him. They touched him when they recognized him. They were healed when they recognized him. Do you recognize him? Jesus is here. He is moving and healing today through the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you recognize that he's in this place? Nothing is impossible for him. There's not one thing. Tell me one thing that he cannot do. I think we sang that this morning. Tell me a mountain that he can't move. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. So let's do the Bible. Are you ready? This week I want you to read John chapter 14 as our praise team comes this way. Read verses 12 through 18. I want us to pray this. Lord, I recognize you as the Christ, the anointed one who heals. Let me do the greater works 
that the Holy Spirit empowers me to do for your kingdom. Listen to it again. Lord, I recognize you are the Christ, the anointed one who heals. Let me do the greater works that the Holy Spirit empowers me to do for your kingdom. Where do we get that? Let's look at a couple of verses. John chapter 14, verse 12. These are the words of Jesus. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works. He didn't say better works, right? He said greater works. Why? Because these things he do, because I go to my Father. What does that mean? I go to my Father. He says, and whatever you ask in my name, if he goes to my Father, he says, I'm going to send you another comforter, right? That's why I have to go away. I'm going to fill you with the, with the Holy Spirit. So you're going to do greater works because there's going to be more of you empowered by the Holy Spirit. Not just one man walking around, but all of us, the church set on fire for God, the church empowered by God, the church anointed by God, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified. Everything that we do, we want to bring glory to the Father. We want to bring glory to the Son. Not anything about ourselves. Lord, take us out of the picture. We want to magnify and glorify you. Let there be glory in the Son. And if you ask anything in my name, say it with me, I will do it. Are you ready to ask? Are you ready to receive healing? Are you ready to ask this morning? Are you ready to receive healing? There's going to be two groups here today. Are we ready to ask for that anointing to be in our life? Are we ready to ask for God to have complete control of us? I surrender all to you. I put my selfish desires away. I put my ambitions away. I put away my sin. I want to be sanctified, holy, and pure. I want to be a clean vessel because I want your power to flow freely in me. I don't want anything to hinder the flow of the Spirit in my life. I surrender all to you because I want to receive the anointing that I may touch someone's life, not for my sake, but for their sake. They need to be set free. They need to be healed. They need to have the peace of God. And so I want to be an open and willing vessel. I need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I need the power of the Holy Spirit. I need to be sanctified and cleanse. I, I need to be set apart because I want to be used for his service. Are you ready to ask God, fill me, use me, touch me? There's other in this room that may fall in that prayer too, but they also need to receive healing. You've held back. I've been afraid to ask for healing. I believe that God is healing, but I, I, I got prayed for before and nothing happened. I'm, so I just kind of settled in. I just accepted listen this morning. Don't accept your sickness. Don't accept it. Begin to believe that God is able to use it for greater good. There's some that you see in the Bible that a young man was born blind. They begin to ask questions. Why was he born blind? What did his mom and dad do? What sin did they commit for him to be born blind? And Jesus said, he wasn't, it wasn't his parents. It wasn't anything he did. He was born blind that I may show you today that I have authority over blindness and that he was able to be healed in the name of Jesus, that he was able to tell. So whatever you face, no matter what you're, what you're dealing with, God is able to use it for the, for the kingdom of God. And I believe that he's able to heal today. I believe that he's able to move in this place and set people free from sickness. So as you stand to your feet this morning. first thing we have to ask is your heart right with God 
Have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? In this room or online, that's the first response we have to have. I want to make sure my life is right with the Lord. So if you're here this morning and you say, I need to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior without any hesitation, I just want to invite you to come and stand down here. just want you to come and say, I want to give my heart to the Lord. I'm ready to come. Sister Sharon was sharing her testimony a little bit in, in, in a class today. She said the Lord was moving on her heart. And, and when she went to church, uh, she, she didn't have to wait for the altar call when it happened. She ran down there. She didn't have, no one had to drag her, but, you know, beg her. She said, I was ready. And so if you're ready this morning, this is the time. If you're watching online, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And everyone in this room can repeat it. Heavenly Father, I know and believe that you love me. I have to believe that first. And I believe that you loved me so much that you sent your only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. I see today that he was a man of love and a man of compassion and a man that could heal any sickness or disease. The greatest disease I have is sin. And you can heal me, Jesus, from that sin. I confess my sin to you. Forgive me of my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, I want you to reach out to me. I want to pray with you again. I want you to have the confidence that God has forgiven you of your sins. Now this morning, we want to respond to this message. We want to respond. If you're ready to receive an infilling of the Holy Spirit, if you're ready to say, I just want to be used by God without any hesitation. Don't think about it. Without any hesitation, say, God, I want to come. Maybe you're coming. You're saying, I need to be cleansed of some things first, but I want to to be used by God. Go ahead and start making your way up this way. Fill this area right now and say, I want to be used by God. Is there anyone that wants to be used by God? Anyone? Come. And then those that, that need a healing touch, I'm going to ask you to come over here to the right side. Those on the who just want to be used by God, come over here on the left side. And those that need a healing touch, come on the right side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we want to be used by you. We want to be used by you. This is not an altar call just for pastors. I know you guys hate me when I get into this mode, but I just got to go there for a minute. We need to respond to the word. You're like, it's not my culture. Let's make it our culture, okay? This needs to be response. The people in the Bible were healed. The people in the Bible were used because they responded to God. This is not about me. This is about you responding to God's word. His word is alive. How many believe his word is alive? He wants to touch you right now. There's not one person in this room that God doesn't want to work through to touch someone else's life. That's why I'm so adamant about these responses. This is part of our culture. This is part of our DNA. This is part of our heritage. We came, we come together and say, God, use us. Use me. So, Lord, I pray over this room. Lord, I pray for those that are saying I'm laying things aside in my life. 
And I want to be filled with the power of your spirit so I can be used. Lord, you see those that are saying, I'm a candidate right now. Use me to touch someone else's life. I, I recognize there's a greater calling in my life than just uh, just myself. You want to touch me to touch somebody else. Lord, I pray, fill us with your power. Fill us with your anointing. Fill us, oh God, that we can be used, oh God. We, we raise our hands for you, Lord. We surrender all. Fill us, oh God. Anoint us, oh God. Hallelujah. Now, there's many that are here this morning that need a physical touch. They need a healing touch. And I'm going to ask those who will, who believe, to come and begin to surround these over here. Begin to pray the prayer of faith that availeth much. Believing for healing. Amen. Amen. So, Bethany, go ahead and lead us.